Brits List is probably your go-to destination for sustainable fashion news. But how much do you know about the Britney behind Brits List? She's an inspirational figure taking your influence overseas. Listen in to find out where. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Striding Forward. Today we have a bit of a celebrity in the fashion arena, Brittany Dregorn. Now I'll say the intros to you. Tell us a bit about Brittany and why you started Brits List. Thanks, Jordan. Um, yes, yeah, so about me, I've just been interested in sustainability for, I don't know, more than five years probably, just awesome. sort of hanging around some people who I guess I just soaked it all in. They were interested in things that I hadn't really thought about. I did dabble in op shopping and things when I was young, mostly okay. because it was cheap. Yeah, it always is. <laughs> but it wasn't until I was probably working around some like-minded individuals that I started to think a bit more critically about my purchases. Okay. Um, I've actually got a marketing background. So yep, yep. I do look at brands quite a bit and listen to their messages and try yep. to unpack what they're saying and whether okay. or not that's true. And yep. so with Brits List, I wanted to help other people do that. So yeah. oh, that, that, that's fantastic. You said it's going for five years now. How's the journey been? Oh, Brits List hasn't been going for th- oh. uh, five years. It's been going oh, okay. for just over two years. Two years, um, two years, yep. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it a while before that. It was just okay. this feeling, I guess, of, um, I don't know, existentialism. <laughs> You're like, oh, I yeah. really want to do something about this thing, but okay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And so I, I thought about it for quite a while, but it wasn't until, I think for me, I just didn't want to be more noise out there, yep. you know, okay. saying the same thing as different people. So with Brits List, I wanted to make it a little bit different and make it more about the brand stories of the people who are making genuine efforts in ethical production and sustainability. Yeah, it's since awesome. changed a little bit, um, yeah. you know, in that exact kind of value or purpose, but um, yeah. Yeah, that was the main sort of thing. No, it's fantastic. You're definitely doing that. You're making a lot of influence with a lot of people, especially in Australia, and, yeah, very, very popular in the space. So, so far, so good, even, even if it's just been 24 months. Um, an important question we love to ask on the pod, Brittany, is what powerful quote do you live by and why? So tell us what inspires you to be the best you can be. And this can be um, sort of external to ethical, sustainable fashion as a niche. It can be a bit more personal to you as a person. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really... <laughs> it is really interesting. Actually, I have two, if that's yep. all right, because yeah, one is more specifically about um, the fashion industry and one is more, um, you know, I guess personal. So the one that is personal is um, uh, by F. Scott Fitzgerald. So it's classic. Um, It's for what it's worth. It's never too late or in my case too early to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Stop whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people, sorry, (laughs) with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. So I feel like that one's a really great one just for anyone who's in the middle of their life or their day not sure if they're going in the right direction that it's never too late to change direction that's a lovely quote Brittany and the one that's a bit more related to our niche in the fashion industry what's that quote that you love to live by 
Yeah, so it's actually by Ursula de Castro. So she's a founder at Fashion Revolution. And um, she says that provided you wake up every morning and you're aware of the fact that your wardrobe is in the fashion supply chain, then you're a fashion decision maker. And so I think this is a really important one because it's about that not only brands have to take responsibility of the huge task that is creating fashion in a more ethical and sustainable way, but it's also about the people who are buying the clothing as well. Yeah, no, that, that's a lovely one. And I, I think a lot of us as consumers got to realise our impact. You know, we may not, you know, be able to change multi-million dollar corporations, but we can change what's in our wardrobe. And I think that quote is, um, you know, exemplary of that. Um, yeah, for sure. Just, just moving on from the quotes now, in your opinion, when we speak about ethical and sustainable fashion, what are the main barriers holding people back from shopping with these more conscious labels? So, you know, if you think about it, most people are inherently good and want to do good but not a lot of us are acting upon it. So do you think it's got to do with a lack of education on the issues, um, whether it be pricing, convenience? What are some of the reasons you put this down to? Yeah, I think it is um, definitely all of them. So, you know, it's a little bit of the education piece. You know, they've heard a bit about making clothes sustainably or ethically, but they don't exactly know what that translates to. So they don't know what to look out for in a brand. Okay. Um, and also they're more susceptible than to greenwashing. So, for yeah, example, definitely. you know, if brands are calling out a conscious collection, for example, or something yeah. along those lines, um, you know, they might think they're shopping sustainably, but, you know, they're still buying fast fashion that's made from synthetics. Yeah. So I think the education is important. Availability comes to that in there as well. So just like yeah. you're saying with convenience, you yeah. know, the fact that a lot of these high street retailers are not um, the ones that are selling, you know, ethically made or sustainably made fashion. So not as readily available. You may need to seek it out and find brands that match your values. Um, And then, you know, the price point comes into it, of course, but we just need to change our whole attitude towards how much we pay for fashion and think about the true cost of the garments. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think they're all great po- points. And just to sort of go back to one of your first ones, when you mentioned the conscious collections, the personal qualm I have when you hear brands bringing out their conscious collections is if that collection is conscious, is the rest of their products unconscious? <laughs> it, just, it, always, it always baffles me. And then uh, unfortunately, you know, people who do think they're doing the right thing and, you know, we do salute them if you are trying to shop consciously. But um, it, it is, they are, they do fall victim to greenwashing there and, um personal crime with H&M but I think we could, that's maybe another separate podcast for us to go into for a couple of hours. Um, now with the rising access of information for consumers as well as the prominence of movements like Who Made My Clothes and Plastic Free July, how optimistic are you in terms of transparency and sustainability in the fashion industry? Yeah, I think there's definitely, I mean, we can see that there is an increase in people who are looking for it. I know personally that there is because I know traffic to my website's improving. So I know um, that people are searching for ethically made underwear or sustainable swimwear or, you know, Australian made activewear. So, you know, because of that, I do know that there is more and more people looking than ever, which is really good. In saying that, we do have a really long way to go. There's still this huge gap between what even is a sustainable product and, you know, creating truly uh, circular fashion because at the moment we're still very much in a take, make, discard sort of living process. So we're not, yeah, we're not nearly there and nothing is truly sustainable. But, um, 
there's an awareness there. And I think yeah. if that just keeps moving and brands can catch up and fill that demand, then I think we'll be on to something pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. I couldn't agree more. I think more consumers are getting more educated um, on on the effects of it all. And I think the fact that there's more traffic to your website is, is evidence, like you said, that more people are, are conscious. And when we're talking about your website now, so you feature a lot of brands on there. Um, and I'm sure you get hundreds of approaches from brands, retailers and other personalities to be featured on there. But what, what are the key ingredients you look for um, in the brands you choose to feature? I can see that you've already featured a few of Strides brands, such as Gal and Power Bands. So there's definitely some alignment from both our ends. But what are those key features that you look for um, that, that align with your, with your values? Yeah, so... It just depends. So a lot of brands actually do approach me and I'll, they'll say, you know, I've got this great sustainable brand. Um, yep. You know, they might say they're using something like recycled polyester yep. and I'll always go back to them and I'll just say, great, please tell me more about your production, you know, where your clothes okay. made, how much are they being paid, um, how do you reduce waste and, you know, just ask them a few more broader questions. Yep. And, um that actually kind of really tones down <laughs> a okay. lot of people. So sometimes yeah. they never respond. Um, oh, really? So you weed I, them out? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think it's yeah. really interesting because they, maybe they've, you know, thought that they call themselves sustainable, but in actual fact they don't know this information about their brand or they hadn't thought okay. about it or they do know and they're not willing to share it. Um yep. So it's really, it's not one thing. Like one thing yeah. is definitely not enough, but in saying okay. that nobody is perfect, no brand is perfect, it's yeah. really about a journey and I'm happy to go along with them on that. But um, pretty much looking to cover three sort of pillars, which is uh, the way they treat people, the way they treat the planet um, and animals. So. Okay. If they have kind of addressed all three of those, um, yep. then I start just talking about that. And what I'm just doing is trying to kind of share their story. I'm not necessarily taking a, um, putting my opinion in there, but yep. just helping to promote them because they are doing something. I guess that's good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm sure they're eternally grateful for the exposure you give them. And I love how your approach is quite multifaceted because you do tend to hear a lot of buzzwords with sustainable, ethical um and look it's quite easy to say but i do love how you dig deeper um because a lot of people just love to tick that box but when you really pry into it and you learn how they exactly are um you, you tend to learn that and as you mentioned you can learn which ones are genuinely doing it in a more um sort of deeper way or which ones are just doing it on the surface area just so they can have on the instagram profile you know ethically oh, for made, sure um which is which is great and i love that um mm. so you recently returned from a trip to brunei with the australian government um can you just tell us a bit of how that was and what were some of the key takeaways from that? And if you could at the end, what can uh, they learn from us and what can we learn from them in their approaches? Yeah, so that trip was uh, part of the Australian Now program where okay. um, they run something called the Youth Entrepreneurs and Leaders Speaker Series. So yep. they go to a number of different Asian countries and have um, young Australians kind of talk about their area of expertise. And so yep. in Brunei in particular, we we're talking about social enterprise and sustainable fashion, but more okay. generally about how to use your business for good. Yeah. Um, so what we found there is actually so interesting. Uh, you would think because it is quite a wealthy nation that they would um, have quite, I guess, uh, a big understanding of the global issues, but more than that, just access to a lot of great fashion. 
Now, in reality, they don't really. Um, A lot of the stuff is imported from China um, and a lot of it isn't labelled. So what we found, it was really quite interesting, is that, you know, here where we value, so in Australia where we value Australian made, for example, um, it's not the same over there and we think it is because just the lack of transparency around labelling and garment labelling laws. So for a start, you know, if they pick up a garment, they can't actually see where it's made. Um, And then that even goes further to they can't see what's in it either. So there's no um, fabric or garment care label either. So it was really interesting because there's no awareness or very low awareness around um, different fabrics and synthetic fabrics and semi-synthetic fabrics and what their um, impact is on the environment. And even if they did know, then, you know, there's the issue that they can't tell. Um, So there was a couple of things there which we had some really great in-depth discussions about um, and wanting to solve. And on top of that, there's this awesome uh, grassroots movement of young designers who are trying to create uh, incredible sustainable brands, you know, importing their own organic cotton and producing stuff locally there and, um, you know, just doing everything right. So I thought that was really great. Yeah, no, that, that does sound phenomenal. And will you be returning to Brunei in the future? Is it an ongoing relationship or is this more of a one-off um, event with the Australian government? Um, I'm pretty sure Australia Now and that program in particular will be doing yep. more work with the um, with the High Commission there. Yep. But um, I'm not sure if it'll be specifically about ethical fashion. Okay. Okay. But no, it seems like there's some great learnings there that sort of hopefully you can keep educating people more about um, you know, with people in Brunei and, um, you yeah, know, teach us a bit more about it. Because I think it's a country that in Australia we don't know a lot about. Um, mm. Not a lot of people probably know where it is. Um, so I think, yeah, the more we can keep educating people um, of what they do there, um, we can sort of take the leaf out of their book. And yeah, just, for sure. just, Yeah, and just to wrap up the podcast now, where can people go to learn more about yourself or Brits Listen? Sort of how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can read about lots of sustainable and ethical brands over on my site, which is britslist.com.au or my Instagram, which is at britslist. Yeah, cool. And, and just to clarify, it's, it's spelled B-R-I-T-T-S. Um, make sure you put the two T's in there or you may <laughs> not find it. But um, Brit- yeah, Brittany, thank you so much for today's, uh, today's chat. Um, it, was, it was a pleasure having you and we wish you all the best in the future. Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Thanks, Brittany. See you later.